Well, there's been some big changes to the recommendations about screen time when it comes to toddlers and preschool children. So think about the little ones in your world. And also curious to know, think about the screen time that you got when you were growing up or your children were growing up. The Canadian Pediatric Society has ditched firm time limits for screen use, instead urging parents and caregivers to prioritize what the children are watching. Dr. Janice Hurd is a pediatrician and assistant clinic professor at the uh, Cummings School of Medicine at the University of Calgary. Dr. Hurd also a part of the society's digital Health Task Force. Dr. Hurd, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Jalen. Nice, nice to, to, to be here. Nice to have you here. So why, why the change? And I'm wondering how much it has to do with the fact that screens now, especially iPhones, iPads, computers, really such a huge part of our world this, these days. Well, we, we decided we needed to update our recommendations for the zero to five age group because we were realizing that parents um, really felt guilty all the time if you if you gave them you know a massive numbers to say you can't your child should not you know watch more than this this and this i mean we're still pretty strict with our recommendations but what we really want families to do is think about how they're using their screens as opposed to uh, you know watching the clock the whole time because there is screen content that is um, okay for kids over two years of age but it is what we're really recommending is that it be educational interactive active if it can be mm -hmm. because we don't want kids sitting we know that we have a very very bad scorecard in Canada for the sedentary uh, behavior of children we've got a D on our report card in, mm -hmm. in 2022 from participation and so we want if kids are going to be in front of screens we want them to be as active as possible but not just physically active active with another person we know that children learn best by talking to other people by interacting with others and that in fact there's very little that they learn from passive viewing on a mm. screen so although we still say we would we we would recommend less than one hour of passive sedentary screen time for children two to five uh, and zero hours for under two-year-olds and we're we've not changed that recommendation we really mean zero there is actually a lot of science has been done to show that it is absolutely um useless for children under two to be watching any kind of media they don't learn at all and what it does is it takes away from valuable time that they should be spending in de other developmental activities like talking to people reading books building playing all those sorts of things so um you know we're we're, we're we're saying no screen time for under two, mm. less than one hour of sedentary screen time for over two. But if if you're reading a book on a screen with a child and discussing what they're reading, that's okay. <laughs> if they're you know if they're if they're doing something where the screen is asking them to to you know point on point to the blue horse then mm -hmm. that you know those are those are things that are actually somewhat stimulating but we don't we don't want to give people the impression it's a free for all and they should just let their kids sit on interactive uh, media either so that's it's, not, it's, not it's our intention. yeah so it's it's stuff that's um stimulating their mind things that they can learn with and and preferably doing it with somebody else 
Absolutely. And, and the preferably doing it with something else is a, it's a very, very important piece of it. Why is that important? Well, we know, and there's been a lot of brain science studied in the last decade, uh, particularly, that shows when children have face-to-face interactions with people, they're building nerve pathways in their brain. We call it um, uh, serve and return. And so you serve uh, something to the child, you Mm. say, oh, hi, and you babble to them, and then they babble back, and you make the same face they do and use the same voice they do, and you babble back. And right from, uh, you know, the time those babies are born and uh, until they are fully developed, that serve and return we know is the most important way for children to develop their brains, especially literacy, uh, their literacy, their language, their social interactions. Those are the things that develop when they have face-to-face interactions. So we'd really like people to think about what what are their children losing if they're just sitting glued to a, a screen that mm-hmm. isn't giving them any face-to-face interaction? And the one place that we make an exception for the under two-year-olds as far as screen is if there is an interacting adult on the other side, <laughs> like a grandma or an auntie or dad who's away on a trip or whatever. Um, you know, that kind of interaction is just fine. Okay. Because uh, I have to tell you, that was how we managed through the better part of, of you know, uh, COVID. And we still have uh, on a regular basis with our grandsons who, you know, live across town, but we don't get to see every day. We usually yep. have a FaceTime every evening and it's, and it's uh, you know, OG exactly. and JJ talking to Yoshi and Toma. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that is wonderful. And, you know, the Canadian okay. Pedi- Pediatric Society um, has really sort of, Uh, put down four M's for people so that they can kind of think about this in an easier way. Minimize screen time. And that is, we know that we all need to minimize our screen Mm -hmm. time. And so that, I mean, that's even more important for these these little children up to age five. Then we want to mitigate any negatives that there could be by co-viewing with children. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a TV show or a movie or an educational thing, and we prefer it to be something educational and interaction, have a talk about what you're seeing when you're when you're watching it with them because that that mitigates that passive non non serve and return kind of of uh, viewing that would otherwise be occurring and and we want people to be mindful about how they in their households um, use media you know one really simple thing that families can do and it's very much easier to do this when your children are little than to try to do it when they're older, is to have some rules, some family rules around media. Things like we don't have the TV on in the background at dinner time. We don't have phones at the table or pads at the table. That's time for family, and we know that those family gatherings are super important. And so you make those rules early, and you stick to them, and the parents have to stick to them too. And and that's our fourth M, our modeling. (laughs) (laughs) And the modeling is probably the hardest. Yeah, to do. <laughs> absolutely. And I was going to say, yeah, there's 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 lots there, Doctor Hurd, and and I guess mm-hmm. you know one of the reasons you, you said off the top, one of the reasons why um, the the Canadian Pediatric Society looked at at changing this because parents were feeling guilty with you know the way that um, some of the recommendations were here, but mm-hmm. I suspect parents are still going to feel guilty no matter what because you know I yeah. think at the end of it all, um, there there are some days where you're just absolutely absolutely exhausted and you you need a 15 minute break or a 20 minute break whatever it is and so flipping on I don't know 
uh, blippy whatever blippy yep. or whatever that dude's name is in and you know be able to put down uh you know the kid for a little bit that that's going mm -hmm. to that could be a real saving grace and and i and i think it's important though that that the parents don't feel guilty about doing that as well yeah. no we don't want people to beat themselves up uh, you know for doing that we know that that's the reality of life you know if you think back to older times there were other things you could give your child to do instead of the tv and we need to think about some of that as well but at the same time if people are feeling guilty in all or, or or recognizing that they shouldn't be doing that the message is getting through and they're going to do less of it and that's what we want we want them to realize that there are other options for their kids and better options and that you know when they've got some downtime think about it a puzzle and, you know, uh, books to read, painting, coloring, uh, you know, give them all the Tupperware from under the, from, <laughs> from in the drawer and let them make a mess while you're taking a 15-minute put-your-feet-up break. That's okay, too. And I think we have to think about all those other things that we can actually uh, have our children do that is actually helping them develop other skills, whether it's fine motor skills, gross motor skills, or or um, whatever. It You know, that those are good things, too. So... We just want people to think about this more and more now because I think we all got into a very big pattern of mm. screen use the last two or three yeah. years. We all know it, and we are trying. I know adults are trying to pull themselves back for from sure. it as well. Yeah. And so, you know, if we're doing that for ourselves, do it for our kids too because their develop their developing brains depend on us trying to do the right thing as much as we can. And quickly before I let you go, what about for teenagers? Mm -hmm. Well, the teenagers, we, you know, I think we have to encourage parents to be very involved in their teenagers' uh, media use, to talk about what they're watching and listening to, and um, uh, because there's so much negative, harmful thing, there's so many negative and harmful things out there, mm. and we don't want our kids caught up. And I think that again, it is not, uh, it is not wrong for a parent to say one of the conditions of you having a pad or a laptop or a phone is that I get to access it and mm -hmm. I get to see what you're looking at. And if I'm not happy with it, we're going to have a discussion about why, because I'm just trying to protect you and to help you to live a good life. So you know that's that's fair game, and and these are expensive gadgets and they aren't um you know they aren't a given for everybody so i think parents should not feel guilty about putting restrictions and limitations around even teenagers use and and trying to uh, figure out what they are doing with their with their media time obviously teenagers have to use them a lot even for school now i mean that's just that's a part of it what's happening right now but it uh, but if the parents feel like my child is doing nothing but staring at a screen, whether that's educational or not. They need to talk to them about it and think about it and, and uh, find other things so that they need to be active too. Yeah, and I think you, you nailed it as well that parents have to be uh, modeling that behavior as well, and I'm not sure that we're doing yes. such a great job on that. Dr. Hurd, no. thank you so much for this. <laughs> thank you very much yeah. for having me. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you betcha. Dr. Janice Hurd this afternoon.